I've been telling you about EJ Warriors Karate Academy because they're doing real good work out here in the city of Columbus. They have two films on Tubi. You know, Cat Williams told you, even Cedric the Entertainer doesn't have anything on Tubi. You can watch the 10-time award-winning EJ Warriors the documentary and the five-time award-winning EJ Warriors Part 2. EJ Warriors Academy is so dope, they have two students competing in Athens, Greece this Friday representing the United States in the World Karate Federation Series A competition. To enroll, go to 3975 East Livingston Avenue in the city, or you can text Sensei EJ, S-E-N-S-E-I-E-J, at 614-999-6361. You're listening to the SS Experience on SMG. Recording in progress. What up, though? You listen to the SS Experience, stream on the SMG Podcast Network app. Download the SMG Podcast Network app on all your Apple devices. Android, I'm getting to you. You can also listen to the SS Experience on the iHeartRadio app and Spotify, along with Samsung Music, Apple Podcasts, and uh, a couple other streaming platforms. So I think I can finally say... Listen to the SS Experience wherever you get podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, re-rate, re-review, resubscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. That way the algorithm can think that we popping out here in these digital streets. We definitely appreciate you listening to the podcast. We're growing slowly but surely. When I say slowly, I mean like not even moving slowly. But we're still moving nonetheless, and that's all that really matters. Um a lot of stuff's been going on. Uh, we definitely love the support. We love the sponsors. We're going to talk about the sponsors a little bit in a few. We've got good podcasts uh, that's going to be going on throughout the week. Uh, I got thoughts. I got opinions. I'm going to give you the best 40 to 45 minutes of your audio listening pleasure. So let's go ahead and get into it. I don't like to tackle race conversations. When I say I don't, I'm actually lying to you. I love race conversations. I love talking about racism. I love exposing people who are racist. It's just pretty much, you know, like my thing, uh, to be honest with you, to say the least. So here it is. Beyonce is doing country music now. We all have heard about, you know, if you watched the big game, the Super Bowl last week, she dropped uh, a commercial with Verizon to where she announced that she's going to have a new album. You know, that's going to, you know, we're going to break the Internet with the album. And the funny thing about it is, is that the album is a country album. Now, this isn't the first time that a black person has done country music before. Uh, you got, you know, Cowboy Troy. You got Hootie of Hootie and the Blowfish. His real name is Darius Rucker, but we don't call him Darius Rucker. We call him Hootie because, you know, that's. That's who he is. That's his name. We call him Hootie. So it's not, you know, and again, I don't know black country singers. That's just the only two that come really off the top of my head. But black people have been doing country music for a long time. Uh, somebody hit me up on Twitter or X, however you get down out here in these digital streets, and mentioned how, you know, country music was always black people music. And, you know, it was one of those things where, hey, white man came through and basically took our genre of music. So I couldn't believe and understand, not even understand, I couldn't believe or imagine a time where black people would be listening to country music. I'm sorry. I just, it's just, it's just not my thing. I just really just can't, I can't fathom that, you know what I'm saying, to be honest with you. But, you know, I could believe it. You know, Elvis stole a lot of black people's music. So, hey, I, 
shit, white people stole the Indians' land. I black people, white people stole black people from Africa. So it's not surprising to you know fathom that white people stole country music from black people. It's not hard to fathom. I just can't imagine us really in that genre of uh, of music, to say the least. But Beyonce has a country album. Um, I, I forget the name of it, but I know that she has Texas Hold'em as a song. And this station in Oklahoma, uh, we got the story first from, uh, I think it was either The Source or XX. No, 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 no. From uh, Hot 97. Um, Hot 97 had posted the story first, and then I had to deep dive into it a little bit. And uh, there was receipts. There was emails being sent. And it was like, okay. Station out in Oklahoma, um, K, I think it's K C K Y, if I'm not mistaken, 100.1. I think they're called the Bull or something like that. I'm not really sure. It's bullshit, but they're out in Oklahoma, their country music station. Now, this guy, we've been trying to get him on the show. I don't think he really wants to get on the show. I don't think he wants to be famous for this, even though he's already famous for this, because when you put out the email that the radio station sends you saying that they do not play Beyonce, that they are a country music station, you're going to be a little famous, especially when, you know, the culture, the urban people, the black people, we get a hold of this. And I let them know on Twitter. I hit them up and let them know I have a very specific skill set. And they need to, you know, respond to me. Because if not, I will blast their radio station to shit. I will let them motherfuckers know that we will not sit here and play those type of games. Hell no. Now, look, if you think that, okay, let's let's say that you never heard the song and somebody calls in, like, let's say, let's say, okay, hypothetically, right? And it's hard to do this in the urban sphere, so just vibe with me on it, even though the analogy may be wrong. Let's say that someone called into the radio station, which is super duper crazy because I told you guys a couple of episodes ago that we at the station, the company I work for, Our Heart Radio, doesn't even have a phone line anymore to even take calls. But this station is a very smaller station, so they still operate the old school way, which I love. Not, not to knock them. I love it. But let's just say that somebody called into the radio station and say, hey, I want to hear Katy Perry's We Lit Out Here, whatever. And it's like, no, we are a hip-hop and R&B station. We do not play Katy Perry. But then come to find out, Katy Perry's rapping. And it's like, oh, shit, Katy, and again, we're not saying she got bars. We're not. We're just saying Katy Perry's rapping. That could be what that station in Oklahoma did. Somebody just called them up and like, hey, can we get that new Beyonce Texas Hold'em? And like, we don't play Beyonce. We're a country music station. Not knowing that Texas Hold'em is a country song. Now, that's ignorance. I mean, especially if you're saying that, hey, you didn't watch the Super Bowl you didn't see the commercial that country music was coming. Okay, that could be neither here nor there. You know what I mean? You know, but if you're in Oklahoma, I'm assuming that you like the Oklahoma Sooners, so you're in the football world. But okay, I'll give you that. Sorry, I had to drink some water real quick. Y'all know I get thirsty when I talk. I talk for a lot. Of, I talk a lot in the microphone, so excuse me. So 
maybe, but let's just say I'm not giving them bail money on that. Let's just say that they knew that Texas Hold'em was a country music song and they were just being on some racist shit. We're not playing Beyonce. We're a country music station. That's when you get into the smoke and the problems. Now, since the email was exposed and they got put on blast, they now play Texas Hold'em. It's now in the rotation of music that they choose that, you know, that they play. But why did it have to come to that? Right. Like, why did it have to come to, you know, an email being sent? An email being posted on social media. A urban station like Hot 97 in New York pulling, you know, putting it out there on their social medias. And then the whole black community and the whole community in general just rained down hell on this station in Oklahoma, this country station. Why did it have to come to do all of that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why couldn't it just be your program director does their job and their research because like I said, they're they're a small station. They're not a big brand station. It's not like it's and I got some quotes to give you in a few minutes. Um, it's not like there are a huge, you know, or they're a radio station and a huge company. I've seen their website because I wanted to look to see what was going on. Basic website. And again, when you're a smaller radio station in a, in a smaller company, you don't have the the bells and whistles as if you go to, you know, an iHeartRadio station's website. It looks totally different because when you go to a, at least an iHeartRadio station or Radio 1 radio station's website, there's a button so you can hear the music. They didn't have that. It was just straight a, a straight website of information with Facebook. They don't even have uh IG. They have Twitter, but they don't have IG. They have Facebook and they have Twitter. No IG. In this day and age, you don't have IG. That's like not having Snapchat or TikTok. Scratch that. Nobody really fucks with Snapchat. It's like not having TikTok. Now, we have a TikTok page. I just don't know how to use this shit to make that shit jump. I know how to post. I know how to do stuff like that, but it just doesn't reach people. I don't know what to do, but we'll. I'll, I'll find some young people to help me with that. But my point in saying all of that is, is that I can understand if you don't have a program director or a music director that's active in your area. But you're a small station, which means you should have somebody in-house that does their research that can figure out, like, okay, what's the new music that's dropping? Because that's normally what a program director or a music director does. And I would love to give education on what a program director is supposed to do, but I'm not trying to get in any sort of trouble. Not just of yet. But I can definitely give you an education level lesson on what a program director, an assistant program director has to do if you don't have a music director. You look out for new music in your genre. You analyze it. You see if it's something that can mesh with your station, with your programming. That's what a program director, an assistant program director, if you don't have a music director, is supposed to do. Just for the people out there who want to be program directors or who want to be assistant program directors who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Just saying. That's the job. So if you're a country music station and you get wind that a Beyonce country music song is dropping... You would think that, okay, Beyonce is one of the biggest artists in the history of music. 
and she's stepping into our genre, let's hear this shit. Let's see what it is. Because you can't say Beyonce is not talented because she is. You can't say that she cannot sing because she can. You have no reason to not do the research and do the homework and figure out, okay, what is going on here? What are we doing here? And you come and figure out and find out, oh, crap, this song is decent. This song is good. Let's get it on. But they didn't even do that. They was just super duper dismissive of it and was like, eh, nah, we ain't going to play them type of games. We do not play Beyonce. We are a country music station. So that goes back to my example about Katy Perry. You know, if Katy Perry was to drop a rap song or R&B song, but let's just say a rap song, and we didn't do our due diligence to find the new music, because I guarantee you this, and this is something that I've said a long time ago about Ariana Grande. Why does Ariana Grande not do R&B music? Because she has a dope voice to do R&B. Now, maybe she don't like the fans of R&B. And again, not to make it racial because she's brown. I mean, she's not white. She's not black neither, but she associates more with the white people than she do the black people. So maybe she doesn't do R&B because she doesn't, you know, want smoke from, you know, black girls saying who is she, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's various reasons why she probably stays in that pop lane and don't really do a straight R, you know, because she can do an R&B song and it crosses over. So it's on, you know, our urban hip hop and R&B station and on the pop station. She could easily do that, but she doesn't do that. I mean, only time that we hear her with, you know, rappers is when she do a track with Nicki Minaj. But that's Nicki Minaj crossing over to pop, not Nicki Minaj bringing Ariana Grande over to R&B. So you got to do your due diligence and your homework when it comes to new music that's dropping. So for the simple fact that they did not, you know, you know, do their homework and research to say, oh, this is Beyonce. This, this is cool. OK, let's let's go ahead and play because this will be good for the rotation. That is why I feel that it was something racist going on, because at the end of the day, you know, if if Luke Bryan drops a new song called Texas Hold'em and somebody calls the radio station and say, hey, can we hear that new Luke Bryan Texas Hold'em? They'll play that. They'll find it and play it. Even if they don't have it, they'll be like, yeah, we ain't got the song, but we can get it for you. Whatever. They didn't even do that. They didn't even do their due diligence with that. They were just like, nah, we don't play Beyonce. This is a country music station. It's like, jeez. So I put it on the poll earlier. We can put it on the poll again just to get the podcast audience on this at Henny at the SS experience. No E at the beginning of the experience on IG, um, not IG, excuse me, on Twitter or X, however you get down. Was that station being racist? Yeah, no, because like I said, Beyonce is the biggest act in music historically from her days with Destiny's Child and when she went solo. And I think Destiny's Child album just like celebrated like 20 years or some shit like that. Or maybe a little bit longer, like 26. I don't know, something crazy like that. Cause you got you gotta remember, Destiny's Child was teenagers. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 26 years since they dropped their uh self-titled album Destiny's Child, which would be crazy. But she's been a star since then. You know, the the conversation about Beyonce in the past, you know, weeks from Hove. 
She has the most Grammy wins of all times without winning album of the year. We really tried to get to Kyla to go viral on that, but we couldn't get any traction. Like I said, we post, we tag, but it's like we need the people to gravitate to it, grab onto it, share it, and make that thing jump. And it it, it didn't. It didn't. I went to all of the Beyonce, you know, Beehive posts and posted a video there. Like, come on, Beehive. Bite. Bite, bitch. Say something. Say something. They didn't say shit. I don't even know if they seen it. Because that's the weird thing about the algorithm. If they think that it's not cool, then they basically be like, you know, the algorithm does what the algorithm does. Neither here nor there. But it's just one of those things where when a black person transitions into something that's different, because you have to understand, too, it's not like Beyonce is doing country music you know, you know, with just Blaze and Kanye West and, you know, Mike Will made it and, you know, all of those dudes, you know what I'm saying, Nitty on the beat. Like, nah, it's not like those producers is trying to create country music. They, she went out and seeked real country music people, country music composers, country music writers and all of that stuff to make this country music. So it's real authentic country music. She's from Texas, if you guys did not know. She's from Houston. She's from Texas. Cowboy hats, all that shit. She's from Texas. Top five state black people don't have no business being in. She's from Texas. So she has the ability and the knowledge firsthand to, you know, speak about, you know, country music stuff. You know what I mean? Now, Houston isn't the country. You know what I mean? It's not horses and cowboys and barns and all the other stuff. But at the same time, it's Texas. She can speak on Texas. And I believe the radio station didn't do their due diligence. I'm not, see, this is why I'm not going to, because, again, we can throw racists around all the time, and rightfully so, because we as black people have been in situations that, have been perceived to be racist, even though the other side would be like, no, it's not because you're black, it's because of these these things here. And it's like, okay. I mean, again, it can all possibly be true, but what people have to understand is, is the perception and the image and how it looks. If it looks racist, people are going to assume it's racist. So I'm going to be mature, and I'm going to say, you know what? They, the, the station was not racist. If they, if, if we do find out that they are racist, oh, they're going to get all the smoke. I'm going to say that they just didn't do their due diligence and they didn't do their homework and figure out that, okay, maybe, you know, we didn't realize that Texas Hold'em was really a country song. We just thought that people was going on our, you know, station call line, just trolling us and basically, you know, trolling us about, you know, playing Beyonce. We'll give them that bail money today as of now until, you know, we find other ways and other things that can make it true that yeah we know what was going on 
This is the SS Experience streaming on the SMG Podcast Network app. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we're also on Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, Apple um Mute the Apple Podcast app, the Samsung Podcast app, Amazon Music, uh, several other uh, different streaming platforms. So I guess it's comfortable to say wherever you stream podcasts, you can definitely listen to the SS Experience. Just search the SS Experience and the podcast will pull up. You get all of the episodes and stuff there. So something else has been uh, going on as well. Uh, I'm going to talk about it uh, with uh, a special guest. I'm actually going to have Coach Maurice Mo Sumter on the SS Experience. He's going to be uh, live in studio with me on Friday. We're going to chop it up. We're going to talk about uh, basketball because, you know, he is a basketball coach of I think like a D two uh women's program uh out here in georgia so he's not that far up the road uh from us here in atlanta so he'll definitely be coming by try to get like a nice weekly seg you know weekly episode uh from him so what i wanted to do is is um yesterday or over the weekend yesterday was the all-star game and for the first time they had a WNBA NBA, you know, three-point shootout competition. It was real lit, not going to lie to you. But some things were said that was perceived to be um sexist. Damn, run out of water. Probably should have went and got some water, take a break real quick, but um as a matter of fact, you know what? I'm not going to do that just yet. I could take a pause real quick and be like, man, let me get some water real quick, but I'm going to thug it out. I'm going to be dry mouth like a motherfucker. We're going to thug it out. So, Kenny the Jet Smith was on the broadcast with Kevin Harlan, you know, one of the goats of sports broadcasting as far as um, calling a game to me. Kevin Harlan is the truth because he paints a picture like no other, in my opinion, can. I don't know why he doesn't get the, the the main booth in these NFL games. I mean, he does it on radio, which, again, that's his gift because he paints a picture. But I want to see him on TV because he, he's lit. Him, the Jet, and Reggie Miller, they're on the call for All-Star Weekend Saturday. And Kenny the Jet Smith in a lot – oh, man, look. To me, he said nothing wrong, but I'm a guy. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a male pig, chauvinistic, some would say, but I don't think so. I love women. And again, I'm, I'm saying that tongue in cheek just to be joking. I do love women, but I'm just being sarcastic when I say that. But he he said that he thought Sabrina Inescu was gonna win. But then she didn't. She lost by like two points, give or take. And he said that, you know, dang, maybe she should have shot from the, the, the WNBA three-point line. Oh, man. When he said that, along with saying, you know, she may be a little tired coming out of the second rack because she was going fast and then she started slowing down. Oh, man. When I tell you that women, anal- women basketball analysts, women basketball players, former women basketball players – rain down on him on Twitter or X, however you get down out here in these streets. OMG. It just looked like 
what the hell? And it was like, see, this is the problem with men commenting on women's sports. And it's just, it's just like, come on. Like, he said that she was going to win. How much more do you want from a guy to be like, the, he said that Sabrina Inescu was going to beat the greatest basketball shooter, male or female, of all time. He put his name on that. But instead of being like he at least supported and just tried to hedge his bet to make some excuses, they just tried to bury the man, the Kenny the Jet Smith. That was crazy. Because, okay, she should shoot from her three-point line. Somebody in my um hit me, you know, hit me up on my mentions um on Twitter or X, however you get down out here in these streets, was like, she shot, she has the range, she like she shot from her range, which NBA three, her range. That's fine. That's not the point. Cause Steph Curry can shoot from a further range than the NBA three-point line. But what did he do? He was at the NBA three-point line and he shot the ball. So all the Jet was saying was, was let her shoot from her line. She shot with her ball, which is a smaller ball. Nobody said anything about that, but that was all good. Shoot with her ball, you know. So it's just one of those things where it's like we, it was a fun event. It was something dope for charity uh, Steph Curry did his thing with uh, Eat, Play, and Live or something like that. And Sabrina Inescu's uh, charity was, I think it's like SB20 or ISB20, something along those lines. I apologize for uh, for botching that real quick. Maybe it was SBI20 because Sabrina Inescu 20 and her, her nerd number is 20. So maybe I think that says SBI20. So real good stuff went to, you know, the you know the cherries and stuff like that which is great it gave women basketball players young women basketball players the confidence to you know step on a court with men and shoot and all that other stuff which is the equality you would think that women would want equality you know she shot from the nba three-point line equal to men yay you know we we wasn't gonna be like, hey, now shoot with our ball. Like, okay, come on, her hand. No, we're not gonna do that. Let let her have her ball so she can have her touch and her rotation. Like, let's let's still make it fair. You know what I'm saying? But she shot from our line. She didn't say, oh, can I shoot from my uh my three point line? She took up the challenge. Was like, nah, I want the smoke. I'll shoot from your line. And the dope thing about it was, she scored twenty six. You know why scoring 26 was dope? Because the three contest or the four contestants in the NBA three-point shootout, they scored 26 and they had to do a shootout because 26 was the high score. So that means four other people cuz it was it was a field of 8. Only 3 can advance to the final round. So four other NBA players didn't hit 26. Now they all hit 20, so we're not going to poo-poo that. But she hit 26. So if she would have been in the main competition, she would have been among, you know, the because if Steph would have been in it, then Steph would have had a better number than everybody. So let's just take him out of it. She would have been in the same echelon as the top people who hit 26. So she would have been in the shootout as well to go to the next round. 
She did that. But see, instead of giving her her props and bigging her up for that, everybody wanted to tear down Kenny the Smith. I said Kenny the Smith. Kenny the Jet Smith for being sexist, for being chauvinistic. For saying, oh, well, she should have shot from the, you know, the WNBA three-point line, which wouldn't have, which would have made sense. Like, that's where her line is in her game. It's simple. It's not that crazy of a thing. Now, okay, I understand if you want to say, you know, the whole thing about lowering the rim. Okay, fine. We can still have that conversation and how that's crazy sounding. Okay, but we're not saying lower the rim. We're saying move the line to where your game tells you it's a three-pointer. That's fair. Excuse me. That's fair. Everything else is just like, nah, we're not doing that. Nah. So... I'm saying all of that to say it was a real dope night. It was real cool. But we got to stop this every time a man says something about the women's sport that it's derogatory, that it's, it's uh, you know, it, it, we can we have an opinion? You know, can we really have an opinion about stuff without it being, you know, war of words and all of that okay his opinion was she should have shot from the WNBA three-point line it doesn't have to be a war it's okay ladies it's okay do you do y'all and and again I'm not saying that y'all can't feel that it's chauvinistic but at the same time it's like come on like it ain't that type of party ladies and gentlemen it's not that well ladies not the gentleman part it's not that type of party now with that being said it's Sabrina Nescu with a one Ooh-wee. You talking about a whole bunch of shit talking there? That's when you're going to hear everybody be like, well, she shot with a smaller ball. It was easier. Yeah, but she still shot from the NBA three-point line. She did your line and dusted you off, Steph Curry. But that didn't happen. I mean, Steph is the greatest shooter of shooters. You know what I'm saying? His daddy is Dale Curry. If you remember playing NBA Live 97, 98, them years when um when uh Dell Curry was on Toronto, yeah. Some people started Dell Curry just because they wanted that three-point sniper on the court. Other than that, you had him as your sixth man, first man off the bench, sniping threes. Dell Curry was that dude. And with time and evolution, you always want your kids to be better than you. And we can safely say, well, Seth Curry may not be better than him, but Steph Curry, 100% better than him. So, he comes comes from a lineage of shooters. So, yeah, Steph Curry is going to, you know, do that damn thing and and, and do it well. So, at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we just got to stop with, and again, I'm saying ladies specifically because it's like, damn, we let y'all comment on our sport. Like, do we come out and be like, why are you lady? Well, actually, we do sometimes. do Not we, me, but, you know, I, 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 sometimes men do do that. Be like, why are you women commenting on our sport? Get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Men do men do, do that. So let me not say, well, y'all can comment on our sport. Okay, so it kind of, it, it kind of, it's, it's, it's bad all the way around, to say the least. It's bad all the way around. But all I'm saying is that, why can't we state, you know, state an opinion? Like, okay, like, if 
men over time, we do jobs that are sex specific. Take out the trash. If there was a man and a woman in the house, the man would take out the trash. I'm saying that I know you probably think, well, what the fuck does that got to do with anything? It has to do with roles. It has to do with roles, right? Like if men comment on something or if women comment on something or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now I just got my train of thought. I was rambling for a second. Now I got my train of thought. Men do things to try to appease women to make it easier for women. Why? Not because we feel like women are weak or meek and all of that stuff. It's kind of, it's just a gentleman thing to do. Like I said, taking out the trash. It's a gentleman thing to do. Open a door for a woman. It's a gentleman thing to do. Yeah, you can open your own door, but it's the gentleman thing to do. Um, Valentine's Day. I seen some of the most gentlemanish shit I've ever seen that I haven't seen in over 20 some years. And I'm talking about probably some time since my daddy and mama was, you know, out there dating and, you know, doing anything out in these streets. I seen a dude take off his jacket and put it over a woman. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. He's going to get some cheeks. A dude opened his door, his you know, opened the passenger sword, opened the passenger side door for a woman, you know, got her in the car, you know, closed the door, boom, and then he went to the passenger side, drove away. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. He's going to get some cheeks later. Yeah, that's what's up. And I'm saying all of that to say when Kenny the Jet Smith said maybe she should have shot from the WNBA three-point line, why couldn't that just be considered as being gentleman-like? Okay, no, let's let her, you know, shoot from her line. Instead of it, oh, you're being sexist. You're being a chauvinist. What are you trying to say? That she can't do it? Nah. Because in the example that I just used, it's not that you can't take out the trash. It's just a gentleman thing for me to do that. It's not that you can't wear a coat that keeps you warm and you need to wear my coat, it's the gentleman thing to do. It's not that you can't open your own you know, side of the door and get in the car, but it's a gentleman thing to do. So I just don't understand why is it that when Kenny DeJet Smith suggested that maybe she should have shot from the WNBA three-point line, that it could have just been a gentleman thing, you know, something just gentlemen like to do instead of sexist and chauvinistic. That's all I'm saying. It was a good match. I would love to see that again. I have a couple of things that I wanted to do. I'd be watching Gil's Arena. It's a real dope um, podcast. I don't even call it a podcast. I just call it a TV show because I only watch it on YouTube because I just I like the I like the TV product of what they do. Like some of y'all, y'all gonna hate our TV product because we don't have the fancy cameras and all of that stuff. We're a better audio product than a TV, you know, audio, you know, TV visual product. You know, it's better for you just to listen to us on Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, you know, while you're driving, while you're chilling. You know, we try to have the listeners and the fans of like the DoorDash drivers, the Uber drivers, you know, maybe if you're at work and you're not supposed to be watching anything, you know, you want to have this in your ear. We try to have those be our fans and listeners, but we're working on having a television product. But I'm saying all of that to say that, Gilbert Arenas on his podcast, he has Lexi Brown, uh, you know, D Brown's uh, daughter. If a lot of y'all didn't know, she actually had to remind people that, you know, just in case y'all missed it, D Brown's her dad, you know. 
and she was in a three-point contest uh, that Gilbert Arenas had, the Gil shootout, where amongst the the cast of people that Gilbert Arenas has on his show, including himself, it's uh, Brandon Jennings, Rashad McCants, you know, Rashad McCants, a former North Carolina, University of North Carolina uh, star, uh, did his thing for a little bit in the NBA, but we mainly know him for North Carolina. Brandon Jennings, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, he's one of the first guys to say, fuck college, I'm going overseas to play, then I'm going to come back to the NBA. Brandon Jennings was the first one of, you know, first one to do that. Um, Kenya Martin, but Kenya Martin wasn't shooting. You know, that's not his thing. So basically, of all of the players who shoot, Lexi Brown beat all of them. Now, she didn't win the whole thing, but she was the better shooter amongst them. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe, you know, next year, Lexi Brown, Trey Young, something like that, something gangster like that, you know, something we can work out for next year, you know, for All-Star uh, weekend. Because, I, I mean, I think it was lit. I think it was a real dope event. And I just think that the women attacking Kenny Jess Smith because, you know, he basically suggested. Now, he also said that maybe she was kind of winded going around the, the second rack, which, again, Sabrina Inescu is not in an active season. The only women who are playing basketball right now actively is the college women. The pro women are not actively playing basketball right now. I mean, unless they're overseas, but, you know, she's not overseas playing ball. She's, you know, gearing up for Team USA for Paris in the summer. But, again, she's not in season like Steph's in season. But I'm saying all of that to say, like, hey, maybe she was winning because she was jacking them shots, boy. She she was like – she, she shot – First rack, five for five. Second rack, five for five. Yeah, she might come around that third rack a little bit. When like, oh, man, I didn't hit all these joints a little bit. But she was doing her thing. So, um, yeah. So I just want to leave it that real quick. So we tacked a little bit of racism. We tacked a little bit of sexism. Let's talk about the sponsors. EJ's Warriors Karate Academy. I've been telling you for the past couple of months about his dojo. It's real lit. It's real good work. He has community events that he does throughout the city. And he put me on game to the Ohio Ace Grant, where it's a grant that gives you up to $1,000 for you to participate in summer and spring camps. Real good stuff right there. So I want y'all to text Sensei EJ, S-E-N-S-E-I-E-J, to 614-999-6361. Get all of the information about how to enroll in the dojo, how to get access to that Ohio Ace Grant, because it's free money. And the one thing that I always will tell you is how to get the bag. And that's a good way for you to get the bag for, you know, the, the kids or whatever. Now, obviously, you're listening to this on the podcast and you're thinking, well, where is this dojo? It's in Columbus, Ohio, where uh, the radio show um, on radio radio, because you obviously you can listen to the radio show on the Our Heart Radio app, where the radio show um, broadcasts on FM radio. So, again, 614-999-6361. Go ahead, text Sensei EJ, S-E-N-S-E-I-E-J, to go ahead and get information about the dojo. Now, he was just out in, and let me see if I can get my other phone out real quick. Um, let me see real quick. Ooh, I just dropped my phone, but good thing it has a case. My other phone is, uh, you know, playing some stuff right now. I'm kind of like watching TV while I speak to y'all real quick. So let me see if I can go ahead and uh, 
use my other phone. That's the good thing about these iPhones, man. Like all the information pretty much stays, you know, sync with each other and all of that stuff. As long as you got the same uh, memory or the same uh, login and stuff in it. And uh, this particular phone does not. I was trying to tell you about one of the um, places where he is right now overseas you know he takes his uh his students they go overseas it's kind of like some karate kid type stuff he go over there you know with his with his americans you know kick butt take names i was going to say kick the a word but this is a sponsor uh live read or live mention so we're not going to cuss too much we're going to try to be professional but he does take some Americans over there and start, you know what I'm saying, whooping some tail over there or whatever. So um, I wish I had that in my phone real quick. But um, he does real good work. Like I said, the community work that he does um, last week during the Super Bowl, not during the Super Bowl, but it was the same day as the Super Bowl. He had a community event um, at his dojo out on uh, Leviston in Columbus. And it's real good work. So what I want you to do is I want you to go on his IG page. It's uh, EJ's warrior karate academy on ig just check out the stuff that he has going on or if you're a tubi guy like me check out his 10-time award-winning documentary ej's warriors and his five-time award-winning documentary ej warriors part two see him train his students his pupils see how he gets down in the dojo it's real good work it's real good stuff that he's doing out there and I say this all the time, support the people who support us, because without the sponsors, we we can't really do the podcast the way that we want to do the podcast. So we definitely want you to go ahead and support his stuff. You know, so if you're not in Columbus, Ohio and you kind of, you know, want to get your karate flick martial arts type thing on, go on Tubi and check out EJ's Warriors is real dope stuff. If you're out in Columbus, Ohio, listening to this podcast and you got children who, you know, maybe they're getting bullied a little bit, you know, you know, they get they getting they getting punked around a little bit. You know, they need some self-defense lessons. Holla at uh, sensei. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you, you want to get into the, 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 the what you call it, the uh, mixed martial arts. You know, you're good with your hands. You're good with boxing. But you need to work on your drop kick a little bit. You need to work on your spinning kick. Holla at sensei. Karate game will get you right. You know, work out. You know, like I said, the after-school programs. Your children need something to do after school. Mom, dad, you know, you work long hours. You know, you don't have time to, you know, you know, have you don't want your kids sitting around the house. You need your kids to do, to do something. Summer, spring is coming around the corner. Holla at Sensei. He, he'll take care of you. Take care of your kids. He'll make sure that everything is good. So one more time for the sponsor. Text Sensei EJ, S-E-N-S-E-I-E-J to 614-999-6361. That's EJ Warriors Karate Academy. Man, that's a lot of lot of content to talk about, but I only give you guys 40 to 45. My mouth is dry, not going to lie. I've been talking into microphones for several hours. I did a radio show uh, earlier today. Uh, I was a guest on uh, another podcast. I'm going to go ahead and plug y'all in uh, with that as well. It hasn't dropped yet, but, you know, when it drops, I'll let let you guys know. So I've been talking into microphones for a very, very, very long time. One of the reasons why, like, you know, 
uh, one of my coworkers at one of my day situations, you know, they always be like, you know, you don't, you don't never call me. Like, you don't never, like, I gave you my number, you don't never talk. Like, we only talk when I see you here. And it's like, man, I talk into microphones all the time. Like, sometimes I just don't want to talk. Now, I'll, you know, let's go out, let's hang out, you know, chill, talking that way, you know, have conversation and all of that stuff. But, you know, a lot of my brothers always be like, well, look, in order for you to get there, you got to talk to them first to make you comfortable, to make them want to go out with you, to make, you know, give them that, you know, confidence that you're going to show them a good time versus like, just come out with me. And you'll have a good time. I understand that now. But man, I'm telling you, my voice be killer. But I talked, I talked several hours in the microphones, guys. Jeez. Sometimes I just want to just sit there and chill and and just be like, hey, what are you talking about? Cause you know a lot of women like to run their mouths a lot. Some of them don't be talking about nothing. But I love it. Talk to me about that sweet nothing. It's like, hmm, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. You know, how you feel about that? You know what I'm saying? I give, I give him a little bit of, how you feel about that? Or, you know, how does that make you feel? Or well, what do you think? Like, why do you think that happened? And let him keep on going. Because my voice be dead shot like a motherfucker. But it's all good, though, man. I love y'all nonetheless. Happy President's Day. Today's my uh, my brother's birthday. I hit him up earlier. Instead of saying happy birthday, I said happy President's Day. Because this year his birthday fell on President's Day. Funny as hell. He ain't even know it's President's Day. You're like, why are you telling me happy President's Day? Because it's President's Day, motherfucker. Fuck you mean? Better, better, better praise Obama. And for some of you other people, Trump. Black Republicans who like Trump, man, y'all trash. But Trump's going to be president again. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't want it to happen. But I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of mad people on the right side that feel, that really feel like the election was stolen and they're going to come out in full force and make sure that they're going to get this election back. Some people say that the, pres- the, the country was better under Trump. For some, from a financial standpoint, but the one thing, and I'm, I'm not trying to make this political, I'm just going to end on this. The one thing that I don't like about a Trump presidency is the racist white people, the KKKs, the neo-Nazis, they feel comfortable to be more racist. That's why I don't like Trump being president. If Trump was like, if Trump was the apprentice Trump, or if Trump was the Trump in the movies, or if Trump was, you remember, because Trump had a cup of coffee on WWE, if he was that Trump, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of funny because he's not a politician. He's just he's just a, a rich white man that's like, hey, I want to be president. I got the money to do it. You vote for me. Let's get this thing slapping. And I and I can respect that. To a, I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? But when the racist white people can come out and be cool, like you got to remember, guys, Trump lost the presidency. January 6th, there was an insurrection. He basically told all of his supporters Pull up. Stop the stop the the transition of power. Keep me in power. Stop these motherfuckers. And they did it. People died. People got hurt. You know what I'm saying? If it was black people trying to pull up to the Capitol, hell nah. But again, Trump gave a license to those people to do the things that they did. 
And that's why I don't want Trump to be president. Yeah, it was cool. He signed like a whole bunch of money for us to get, you know what I'm saying, when COVID started. He, you know what I'm saying, you know, helped with the whole PPP loan process, the, um, you know, the unemployment, the the PUA, the PEUC and all of the other stuff. You know, he spearheaded that to make sure that we got that money so we can go ahead and do our thing. But it came at a cost because everything is high as fuck now. Y'all be talking about some bread is high, eggs is high. Why is everything so high? It's high because that money didn't grow on trees. Yeah, it was printed, but some somebody had to pay that bill, and now we paying that bill. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to make this political because I didn't want to end on a political note, but it's President's Day, so I had to end on a political note. And say, I had to happy, and say, you know, happy birthday to my bro. Shout out my dude, Diz. It's his birthday. It's President's Day. He's the big 4-0. Nigga old as shit now. But I just turned it. One of our other brothers just turned it. He turned 41. So we're getting up there, guys. We're getting old. But we're still here. And as long as we're still here, we're still them same dudes. Rate, review, subscribe, re-rate. Re-review, resubscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Keep doing that process over and over and over again so the algorithm can think that we popping out here in these digital streets. This is the SS Experience. I'll holler at y'all on Wednesday. You're listening to the SS Experience on SMG. <laughs>